Welcome back to Far From Perfect. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and this is the first episode of 2023. In this episode, I am giving you some tips on how to successfully start the new year. So I'm not putting this episode out until it's the second week of January now, and that's because life was really busy. And I speak to that in the podcast about how you can ease into your routines in this busy month of January. So the title of it is Slow and Steady Over Hot and Heavy, and I talk about how I came up with that name in this episode. Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope to hear from you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Far From Perfect with Kylie. In 2023, holy cow, it's already like January 11th. Like, how does this happen? Uh, What we're talking about today is how to start your year off successfully. Now, you'll notice I did not publish this episode on January 1st, January 2nd. I did not put it out there that first week of January. Why? Because there was too much going on. And that's my whole point today. If you are trying to change some habits, start some new routines, don't start hot and heavy. So at the beginning of each round of Lift to Get Lean and Revive, I have a theme. And I was getting ready for our kickoff call on Sunday. And it came to me because I've seen it happen hundreds of times. Don't start hot and heavy. Always go slow and steady when it comes to this behavior change. Because let's just take the last two weeks and how your life was. I'm assuming we all are having this like shared experience. Because the holidays were on Sunday, then everybody who has normal jobs had Monday off. So then there is only a four-day work week, which is amazing. Maybe you took those entire two weeks between Christmas and New Year's off. Big fan of that. I'll never forget. Um, It wasn't my first place of employment after college, but my second place publicist. They took those two weeks off and it was just, it was so, so clutch. Um, That's not my reality now because January is a big month for me, right? I know that the end of December is going to be like a ramp up time for me. But back to the original like thought here. So that first week of January was a little wonky. And maybe as you were getting back to work or you still were on vacation, your kids were still at home. Brooks didn't go back to school until Thursday the the 5th. I have other clients who their kids didn't go back until Monday this week, right? So that would have been the 9th, depending on when you're, you know, so you know when you're listening to this. Life was wild. We didn't know what day it was. We didn't have our schedules back to us. Our lives were in upheaval. 
So if you were trying to start a whole bunch of new routines and habits while your life was crazy and you weren't successful, that's not shocking, right? Because we don't want to try and start all these new things when our life is just absolutely bonkers. Now, I'm not saying that you can't, there's never a perfect time to start something new, but let's be smart about this. Let's set ourselves up for success. Let's ease into the new year. Because the other thing that happens is, you know, if you are a a loyal listener, first off, thanks so much. (laughs) Second off, chances are you you are kind of living the same lifestyle that I have, right? We take care of ourselves. We go work out. We've got our nutrition. We might struggle with some consistency every now and then, but for the most part, we do the things. And if you lost that for the last month of the year and you feel the need to like, really tighten things up the first part of January, I'm here to tell you, like, don't, don't do that. Allow yourself to ease back in. We always start small. Like that is the philosophy of my coaching. We want to start small. We go slow. We do these sustainable things. So maybe even, you know, uh, so last week, maybe your kids were back at school and you were back at work and it was more of a decent time to implement some changes, but you tried to do too much. You tried to have, you tried to hit all of your fat loss macros, not even like regular macros, but like fat loss macros. And you tried to schedule in too many workouts and you tried to get up early to meditate and you tried to do whatever. And you weren't successful because it was just too much as you were getting back to work, as you were finding your new routine. That's too much to ask of ourselves. So one thing that I like to guide clients to do is, okay, start small. So what is one thing, maybe two things, depending on what your capacity is right now that you can do to get back into the swing of things? Then as you are deciding what those one, maybe two things are, I need you to be certain that you can accomplish these things. These are not pie in the sky I want to do. These are legit on a scale of one to 10. I'm a nine that I can wash my face every single night this week, that I can eat vegetables every night this week, that I can eat protein in every meal this week. I want you to be super confident that you can get this thing done because I want you to actually do it. I want to get you some quick wins. Why do we want quick wins? Because we're in this for the long haul and a lot of the goals that we have won't be realized until a ways out. So we got to settle into that. You know, I'm always think, want, getting wanting to get you to think about long term, sustainable things, realizing that the body of your dreams, the life of your dreams isn't created in six weeks or six months. A year is a great way to make some progress. A lot of people don't want to hear that. How do I keep you engaged when I'm telling you that you're going to have to wait a year to like see meaningful change? We get these quick wins. So if you pick the things one or two, that you are a nine out of 10 that you can actually get done and you do them, then we have cause to celebrate. 
we are then creating some momentum. We are then showing ourselves that that we can do this. You are building confidence in yourself, in your capabilities. You've, I'm sure you've heard of the confidence competence loop. Confidence competence loop, right? The more competent you become at something, the more your confidence builds. And then the more your competence builds. So you go confidence, competence, and then that spirals into, so maybe you master your workouts. I think workouts are a great place to start because for a lot of people, it's fun, right? To me, workouts are recess. It's a lower hanging fruit than nutrition. Nutrition is really challenging. So maybe you do get those three workouts in a week and you're like, okay, I'm doing this. Start to build that confidence. Then once you start working out, you're less likely to fill your body full of foods that aren't on the path to you reaching your goals, right? You do that workout and you're like, man, I just did all that work. I don't really want to, you know, eat a bunch of processed foods now. I don't want to undo all of my hard work. And I want to be abundantly clear. I'm not labeling foods as good or bad, right? But there are some foods that we want to eat more of, and there are some foods we want to enjoy sparingly. So as you dial in those workouts, you build your confidence, showing yourself, you know what? I am a fit person. What else does a fit person do? A fit person eats protein at each meal, and a fit person also eats, eats a lot of vegetables. So you are now creating your identity based on these small things you are able to successfully accomplish and you are becoming this person. Isn't that wild? Versus versus you coming in hot to January when work is absolutely bonkers. Your kids are not back at school. Your schedule is not like totally regular just yet. And you're trying to overhaul your entire lifestyle. That is you setting yourself up to fail. So if you have done that every single January. You have these grandiose plans. You do come in hot and heavy. Let's try something different. Let's go slow and steady. This is how lasting behavior change is made. Now, what else can we do? Leanne and I actually did a live video on Instagram on this, which I'll put in the show notes uh, because Leanne always has really great insight. Number two, Ask for help and tell people what you're doing and what you need from them. Maybe you have a roommate. Maybe you have a partner. Maybe you have a best friend. Like what support do you need from them? They need to know what you're up to so that not only can they support you, they cannot unknowingly sabotage you. So like if you say to your um, spouse, you know what, um, I'm going to try and not drink any alcohol in January. If they know that, they're less likely to, you know, on Friday say, hey, do you want to go out for margaritas? Of course you do. We, Of course we want to go out for margaritas. But if you wanted to make that commitment to yourself that you're not having alcohol in January, and they know that, they won't put that temptation in front of you. The other thing, asking for what you need. Okay, Maybe you typically take your kids to all of the activities and that's after work, but that's actually the only time you're able to get a workout in. Can you ask your partner, your mom, your father-in-law, 
to take your kids to gymnastics, to swimming. We don't have to do this alone, right? And I know not everyone has that. I'm super sensitive to, we don't all have partners around for whatever reason, but maybe you have friends, maybe you have nannies, maybe like who, who can we ask? Who can we ask for help where? Because that's going to help free up some of your time so that you can prioritize what is important to you. The other thing, this is so important. Check out your environment. Speaking of sabotage, like what is around you and who is around you? If your house is full of highly processed foods or no food at all, so let's take the first scenario. If you've got, you know, if you've got kids, we all have stuff at home for our kids. Bags of chips, boxes of crackers, ice cream, fruit snacks, granola bars, all that fun stuff. If that's all you have available, you will eat it. So maybe we need to overhaul what's in our pantry and what's in our refrigerator. Maybe we need to make the healthier foods more available to us. Like, where are they? Do you have apples and bananas out or do you have Hershey's Kisses and M&Ms? Now let's think about who is in our environment. I am not saying you have to kick all of your friends who love to party and have a good time to the curb. Absolutely not. Let's bring in some other people who do have those qualities that we are trying to emulate. Who can you pull in that does already work out? Who can you pull in that is concerned with the energy levels that they have? Who can you pull in that is concerned with what they eat? That's why joining, um, well, first off, joining a gym is a great thing to do because you're surrounded by like-minded people. Even though it's full of totally different people, you do have one common purpose there. If you join a gym that has like small group classes, again, you have this common thread, these things that you want to do. If you can join a community, I mean, I'll plug Lifting at Lean, my VIP community and Revive. It is a bunch of people with a, a shared goal. And when you can put yourself in a community where your desired behaviors are the norm, it, you are so much more likely to actually do those behaviors. And, you know, I'm listening to Atomic Habits again for like the fourth or fifth time. And this is what I was listening to today, like the power of the people in your environment. So really lean on those people who can elevate you, right? Like I was talking about um, in my lessons for the year, I know I have to be around people who lift me up. I have a, a high output, right? My hope is you can feel my energy coming through this podcast right now. Maybe you're watching this on YouTube and you can see my energy. I am high voltage. High output though requires high input. I require a lot of inputs. So I have to surround myself either, you know, with one high voltage person or, you know, several high vibrating people so that I can maintain my charge. You are no different than me, right? We all need people who can elevate us. So if you don't have anyone in your life who can elevate you and lift you up, start to seek those people out. Sometimes we have to pay for those people. Sometimes that is a coach. 
Sometimes that is a group. Sometimes that is a mastermind. I don't know. But it's on us to like seek those things out. And maybe it's a book that you read or um, a certain personal development person that you have that always fires you up. Like utilize that stuff. It is there for you so that you can be surrounded by the messages that are going to help move you forward. So that environment, remember your environment will always win out over willpower. Your environment is stronger than your willpower. And I don't want to talk about the entire Atomic Habits book, but like James Clear even speaks to that point. People who we think have a lot of willpower, the only thing is they actually don't put themselves in situations where they have to utilize their willpower a lot. So here's a funny thing that you probably already know about me. I don't go out a lot. Because I don't go out a lot, that doesn't put me in a position to have to say no to alcohol. Because let's be honest, when we go out, a lot of things revolve around alcohol. I love, I mean, I, I enjoy cocktails. I Yes, absolutely, I do. I just know that they aren't in alignment with the way that I want to sleep, the way that I want to recover, um, the, the current stage that I'm in, right? Perimenopause. But it's hard to say no, especially when I'm with people that are fun. And so sometimes it's easier just to not put yourself in those situations. So how can you grease the wheels of your environment? What do you need to put around you? Do you need to set out your workout clothes the day before? Do you need to, you know, Stop going to the gym that's 10 miles the other direction and start going to a gym on your way to work. Do you need to have more equipment at home? Do you need to move the TV out of your bedroom? Do you need to move your cell phone out of the bedroom? Start looking for ways that you can get your environment to pull you in the right direction rather than you constantly butting up against these obstacles in your environment. And to be honest with you, like that, the Hershey kisses and the M&Ms being out at your house, that's a perfect example. How many of you have that at your office? How many of you have to take clients to lunch and to dinners? Like how can we connect with our clients and customers without doing it always over food and drink? I don't know. I don't have the answers. That's one of the reasons I don't work in those industries because I don't, it's not conducive to who I want to be, but some of us don't have that option. So what can you do? Look to your environment. And then just like the, the big take home message is don't do anything drastic. Don't come from this place of desperation as you're trying to make change. Do you need to be in a little pain sometimes? Yes, absolutely. Pain is a powerful motivator. And I will say this, being in pain is a huge reason why I was able to change my behaviors. My behaviors were destructive in a different way, right? Exercising too much, caring too much about um, what I ate, But it was exhausting. Joy and Claire, when I had them on the podcast, Claire talked about this too. I talked about this in therapy like several years ago. She's like, well, how did you get over, you know, being a perfectionist and doing all this stuff? I was like, I just got tired. It's too hard. 
to keep up with. I was in pain. I couldn't do it anymore. So being in pain, though, I think is different than um, than being desperate. Right. So if you are experiencing pain, like you're uncomfortable in your skin, you are not sleeping. You cannot like you, you, re, you look at your life and you're like, I cannot keep this up. OK, great. Let's flipping change something. But let's not come at it from this place of desperation, because think about what we do in desperate times. We are reactive. I can think about some things that I've done in desperation mode. Hiring certain people, implementing certain things, making certain decisions. It's like when you make a decision solely based on your emotional state at that time versus slowing down. This applies to food choices too, right? Slow down. Get out of your reptilian brain and move into your slow thinking brain. What do I really need right now? What is going to serve me in the long run? You know that in the long run, a cleanse is not going to serve you. You know that a crash diet is not going to serve you. You know that fat burners are not going to serve you. So it's so hard when we're in that state of desperation to slow down and tune into our wise, loving caregiver, that slow thinking brain. But if you can just like step back for a moment, be that observer, ask yourself, what is it that I really need? then you can take action from there, right? It, not everything is business, but there are so many overlaps with our health and, and, and business. You don't want to run your business just based on your emotions. You don't want to work for somebody like that, right? So can you bring some rationale into this? I know that you can. So please don't feel any pressure to change a lot of things in January. Just like get back into your normal routines. This is going to happen every single year, right? Just like the summer happens every single year. The best thing, like what you ultimately want to get to is this place where in January, you're not, you don't feel like you're starting over again. You don't feel like you need to go on a diet. You don't need to undo any damage. That's what I'm currently working on clients with. I, I will toot my own horn here and say this because it's been an evolution. That's how I feel right now. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I'm just saying it's possible to get through the holidays, enjoy yourself, and start the new year without regret, without taking drastic measures, without starting a fat loss phase. You don't, you don't need a fat loss phase right now. You just need to get back into your routines. So allow yourself, you guys, time goes so fast. Four weeks is going to be over like that. We're in the second week of January. There's four weeks, right? Give yourself January to just get back to status quo. See where you land. 
Because that's, and that's what we want to do. Back to my original point, I got sidetracked to skosh. Like, this is what we want. We want to be able to ride these waves. Go on vacations. Take our colleagues to dinner and, and you know, our clients out to lunch. Navigate the holidays without letting everything go out the window. We have all of these amazing tools, right? And sometimes we forget to use our tools. We just throw them out the window because I'm on vacation, because it's Christmas. And if that's your MO, that's cool. Do that. But just don't let yourself get to January and then have a freakout moment. This is my rule. This is what I talk about in our VIP community all the time. No freakouts. No freakouts allowed because you have all the tools. There's no reason for anyone to be freaking out right now. If you're doing the things, if you're not doing the things, you might feel like you want to freak out, but we can't freak out because freaking out leads to desperate choices, right? Oh, so anyhow, happy new year, friends. Um, I'm super excited for our next podcast guest. I'm interviewing her. It's Esther Bloom, and we're talking about some perimenopause stuff, but I really enjoy doing those solo episodes. Let me know. Let me know what you want to hear about, talk about. Um, you know, my podcast is my absolute favorite thing to do, and I appreciate you being here. Ease into January. You don't got to do it all at once. Time flies, yes, but you got all the time that you need. That's one of the mantras that I say to myself. I have all the time that I need. I have all the time that I need. Start saying that to yourself instead of, I'm so busy. Gross. Gross. We're not so busy. And every time you say you're so busy, you just reinforce that story. I'm so busy. Great. No, I have all the time that I need. I trust in the universe's timing. Now you have a little insight into my head. <laughs> Thanks for being here, you guys. I hope you're thriving through January. Ease into it and keep rolling along. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Far From Perfect with Kylie. If you would do me a favor and rate this episode on iTunes, that would be so clutch. And if you want to go another step further, you can check out the show notes for all the different ways to support the podcast so that I don't have to fill it up with a bunch of annoying ads because we all know how that goes. But most of all, I want to, again, thank you for being here. And I'm really looking forward to another great year on the podcast, inviting in some more amazing guests and hopefully offering some topics that are extremely helpful to you by myself. Have an awesome day and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.